Love Talk Radio. Pugilistic linguistics, check out the pugilistic linguistics, check out the pugilistic What's happening, y'all? What's happening? This is your friendly neighborhood, Spider-Man. And this is the Pugilistic Linguistic Show. I have got to work on this doggone thing. It acts the fool every single week. Cam, come holler at me, man. You can do for me. Uh, anyway, welcome to the episode of the Pugilistic Linguistics Podcast which is increasingly turned into the rantings of a madman. Madder than angry. But before we get started, uh, as I say every week, iTunes, go out and download for your listening needs and pleasures. All of the previous shows, all of our future shows, iTunes is the place to be, Sunday at 7 p.m. Central Time. Or you can download the iTunes podcast. I think they're like a couple of hours of lag time afterwards or whatever. But come check me out. So before we get started today's the 2016 postmortem, I kind of want to roll out a new, I don't want to call it a segment because there ain't no commercial, but a new segment. We're going to call it The Ass of the Week. I like that. Now, I might change the name when I get something a little more clever. But for right now, the ass of the week, it's this person. Goes to Kellyanne Conway. If you don't know who she is, she was like chief strategist on Trump's campaign. She's not like, I don't know, senior advisor or whatever he promoted her to. And her doings for Trump by themselves to qualify her as ass of the decade. But she gets ass of the week just because of something that she said, I believe it was today during the weekly uh, political shows. To recap quickly of the goings on over the past week, your president, the guy you all hired for the highest office of land, compromising positions, doing compromising things with compromised people. All, unsubst- all unsubstantiated, doesn't necessarily mean it's false. It's just nobody has taken time to this point to verify. Uh, This dossier was put together by a British MI6 intelligence agent based on the work with people he did in his region of the world. And what basically came down is that during one of many trips overseas, this Trump guy engaged in activities on becoming a president. So basically, he likes to pee on people. That's the gist of 
the dossier. Now, granted, there's some other things in there. His political, not his political, his financial uh, misdeeds, uh, his personal misdeeds in regards to Russia, things that can get him impeached. But the bombshell was the fact that he had a little R. Kelly in him. Okay, fine, whatever, do your thing. Uh, Kellyanne Conway went to Acid a Week because she went on these political shows today and said there's a reason why these documents are classified. We did not want them to be released for the public because we want to protect, quote-unquote, protect the public. Let me tell you something. The issue with that whole scenario is the fact that she apparently thinks that we are stupid. Now, mind as a country, we have proven a bit of our stupidity by who we put in office, but they handle there. These documents are not classified for our protection. They are classified for your protection, politicians. Never in the history of whatever done have documents been classified to protect the public. Documents have always been classified to protect the government. And this is no different. The fact that it was falsely reported that that's what he does and was found in some compromising positions with Russian prostitutes. He's a married man, mind you, who railed against Bill Clinton's infidelity during the campaign, but he's a serial adulterer, but whatever. He likes to get down in a certain way. Okay, fine. So Kellyanne Conway wins ass of the week because of the fact that she thinks that she's trying to get over. This isn't to protect us. It's to protect the guy who signs your checks. Period. Now that we got that out of the way, I don't know. Take with this ass of the week concept. I do want to kind of do something like that. Uh, but I had to speak on before it was completed my head because Conway wins it hands down or hooves down. So now I listen to the topic of convo. We're going to do an autopsy on 2016. Now, I wish I was as clever as Skills the Rapper do a 2016 wrap-up. At the end of each year, he does like a rap song that talks about the goings on of the year just expired. Not quite that clear. Uh, so I'm going to speak on my rap. The autopsy, post-mortem, is, I think is the best word for 2016. The reason I use autopsy, post-mortem, is because 2016... As we get distance from them, will be known as the year of death. Physical, emotional, political death. So let's just start with the obvious, the most literal of it all. We lost some really great people in 2016. 
I've lost some really great people personally in 2016. Natalie Cole, David Bowie, Glenn Fry, Maurice White, Prince. That right there, that that messed me up. That that I almost had to leave work when I found out. That messed me up because well, first of all, I'm a gigantic Prince fan. I mean, I just there's just this unadulterated fandom from me and the purple one. So that I was I was done. I was ready for 16 to be over in April. Prince's death hit me hard just because certain musicians are the soundtrack of your youth. Prince was mine. When he was at the height of his powers, from the 1999 album, probably through, I don't know, Love Sexy, Chaos and Disorder, um, probably that, that span of albums were my formative years. 1999, uh, Controversy, Purple Rain, Around the World in a Day, uh, Sign of the Times. I'm sure I'm getting one in there. And I'm sure my cousins are screaming them out as, they, as I'm thinking about it. But those albums, early 80s, early 90s. That was the soundtrack of my youth. I remember going to see Sign of the Times at the movie theaters with my man and his brother. I remember seeing I remember seeing Purple Rain in the movie theaters at Evergreen Plaza. 2016 hit a lot of us hard. I personally lost friends to random violence during 2016. Just in the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, 2016 has been known as the year of death. In the year we got Carrie Fisher and her mother the very next day, uh, Florence Henderson. I mean, we, we lost we lost the dude that created the solo cup. I mean, when 2016 killed dudes like that, just ran out of the kill. Somebody had the nerve to try to inject some sense of reality. Well, 2016 is, is just a year, and it's the day where you know people. No, no, no. 2016 is like Jason hiding behind the bushes, waiting for the next person to walk past. He was giving it to him. It was just an all-around odd year. Filled with loss, with grief. Beyond all that, 2016 will also be the no, be known as the year that people decided to vote against their interest. People decided that a B-list celebrity game show host. was qualified enough to lead this country 
And there's nothing we can do about that. So the thing is, the thing is that Tanisi Coles, Tanisi Coles, I hate to I hate to mispronounce his name, but he said something very profound. And I don't remember the show he said it on, but it, 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 I'm paraphrasing, but he said something along the lines of Barack Obama, the black president, had to be Harvard-educated, a Harvard scholar, a, a lawyer, a, a editor of the Harvard Law Review. He needed to be this and that and this to be qualified for president. Donald Trump needed to be rich and white. Right there is the problem. Obama needed all of these qualifications to even be considered for president. Donald Trump just needed to walk out on stage. Right then is the dichotomy between what we had and what we're facing. 2016, the postmortem. This is the death of civility. We lost a lot of good people. We lost a lot of bad people. We lost a lot of popular people, some famous people, some talented people, some educated people. We lost a lot. But more than anything else, decorum died 2016. When a major political candidate can mock a reporter's disability on stage and get applause, can spout his xenophobic, bigoted statements to the masses, and get more support when he can stigmatize an entire nationality of people and win the nomination, civility dies. There's no way around that. Now, I've said it a million and four times, We had two deeply flawed candidates running, but one candidate was flawed and one candidate was bad. Donald Trump was a horrible candidate. Hillary Clinton won much better. But see, the thing about Trump is he will lead us into a war because he can't keep his mouth closed. It's one thing to spark a war because you ideologically believe something different than your opposite combatant. It's another thing to get us into a war because you can't keep your damn mouth closed. You can't you you get us into a war because your nuts are so small that you can't stand being talked about. See a real man. Steve Harvey said. When he was having his beef with Cat Williams, Steve Harvey said, 
It is customary for the dog to bark up at the moon. But if the moon barks back, the dog becomes famous. Think about that. It's customary for the dog to bark up at the moon. When the moon barks back, the dog becomes famous. The thing about Donald J. Trump is he makes a lot of dogs famous. You are the president-elect of the United States. You don't have to dignify every single slight with a tweet. Do you get the fact that the reason why people do it is to bait you into a response? And if Saturday Night Live can get under your skin like that, what the hell is Kim Jong-un going to do to you? Petty, small, very thin-skinned individual. And the killing part about this that is you seventy years old. When he first hit the campaign trail, the campaign was first started, and this is across the board, this is not just his campaign. When when both of the primaries were up and running and doing their thing. Notice Trump was the one who was quote unquote saying what needed to be said. That was his selling point. That's what everybody rallied around. He was saying stuff that needed to be said. And you notice how initially all of the other uh, uh, candidates in the primary tried to stay above that because he was a nominee candidate. But notice as he started picking up steam, they all started to modify their point to kind of fit the Trump train. Cruz and Carson and all those clowns decided after a while, well, we can't beat him, so let's hop on this gravy train Twenty sixteen is the year that public civility died. This was a very contentious election season. This is a top to bottom, from president down to dog catcher. Very contentious. It's customary to disagree on ideology. I don't I don't agree with Trump. I didn't agree with Hillary a lot. I didn't agree with you know Sanders all the time or Rubio. But I mean, it's it's fine. It's customary to disagree over ideology. But the thing about it is, you can disagree and not be disagreeable. And far too often in this season, everyone was disagreeable. There is no civility. There is no decorum. And the killing part about it is you can't really blame the candidates because the candidates are a reflection of the people that support them. You know, when Brock ran in 07 and 08, 
even when he ran against McCain and they had their roles, or he ran against Romney and they had their thing, not once was it disrespectful. It was, I don't agree with this person. I don't like his policies. I may not even like him, but it was not disrespectful. This candidate or this uh, election season was increasingly disrespectful. Dangerously so. I'm not going to get into his individual misdeeds because there were plenty, even up to current day, to which a lot of the things that he has been accused of, and they are still trying to get to the bottom of if it's true or not, is impeachable and removable. He might be the only person in history to be impeached within his first week in being in office. It's impeachable and removable. But beyond his misdeeds, what 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 his campaign did is gave voice to bigotry. People now believe that they can walk the streets and disrespect someone else because they don't need to be politically correct anymore because Trump won. I, I can name off the top of my head at least three incidents, incidences, incidents of where a Trump supporter, I mean, I hate to do it this way, but I mean, it is what it is because they've said it out their mouths. Within the first week of the election, decided they were going to go out and terrorize people in the name of Trump. And I mean, that's just off the top of my head. I mean, I'm not counting the ones, but I have to research the numbers. So they they have decided that it's okay. Again, civility, uh, uh, humility, uh, you know, just basic decorum has been suspended. It's okay to be an asshole now. Why not? We just put one in the White House. It's okay for me to be that way. 2016, the postmortem, this is the death of American civility. It is what it is, man. The thing is, how do we get it back? You know, I don't like to just give problems without at least trying to touch at a solution. How do we get it back? And unfortunately, I don't know. You know... It starts at the ground level. It starts with you and your surroundings and the people that you choose to associate yourself with. I don't want to deal with negativity in my life. I don't want to deal with crap in my life. So uh, 2016 was, uh, again, painful for me personally on multiple levels. In 2017, I, did, I refused to do it. 
You have to choose better people to spend your life with, spend your time with. Choose to call them friend. Check your your check your family members. You know, it's a lot of it's also a lot of this it comes from the fact that we let DJT off the hook way too often. Oh, that's just how he is. Oh, he didn't mean that. You know, he just he's just talking. He's just saying what he what needs to be. No, no, no. You let people off the hook that way. You don't hold them accountable for their actions. We do the same thing to our families. Uncle Joe is a virulent racist and says the worst things out of his mouth, but we don't say that until because you know you know how he is. The you know how he is is the worst statement we could ever ever use because that 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 absolves someone of responsibility. But you know how he is. No, no, no. How is he? You tell me. And then after you tell me how he is, tell me why you put up with it. That's how you become, you begin to combat this stuff. I was talking to a guy about this type of topic, and I said, you know what? I would love to live in a quote-unquote post-racial society, but we all know that's crap. It ain't going to happen no time soon as long as we keep going down the paths that we go down. But I'd love to live in a post-racial society. But I did say to this guy, he was a white guy, he's a friend of mine, and I said, look, the thing, the way, the, the way we get out of this, is we all need to band together, black, white, green, yellow, silver, blue polka dots. We all need to band together and begin to combat the common enemy. And then what happens is the ones that continue to be that racial, black, white, whatever color they are, the ones who want to kick up this dust, then we deal with them. But we can't deal with them until we determine what side we want to be on. The analogy I gave him was September 11th. And I think September 11th is an allegory for a lot of things. You can pick so much out of that day to fit day-to-day life. I I use the September 11th analogy with him to, to, to illustrate that we all need to band together and deal with them points. When they figured out what was happening, granted too late, but when they figured out what was happening with these planes, they decided to ground all of them. So let's get them all on the ground, get them banded together in one spot or a bunch of spots. And whoever's left in the air, we assume that they're evil and we shoot them down. The same concept is what I'm talking about. We band together and get ourselves into a common area. And then the ones that are still out there doing that thing, we must assume that they're evil and we got to shoot them down. That is the only way we begin to combat this lack of civility that, that died in 2016. 2016 postmortem the death of American civility, the year of death. I wish I knew Spanish. The, the, uh, the, something of de muerto whatever year is in Spanish. But this is how we begin to combat it. So, 2017 is here. Let's hope 2017 becomes better in everyone's book than 2016 was because it was a monster for me personally. It was a monster for a lot of people I know. But neither here nor there, way better than 2016 ever thought it could be. 
That's a lot. Three minutes worth of words. My week's lot meant. I'm going to get on out now. Again, go out to iTunes, check out my stuff, and download it, send it to your friends, send it to your Romans, your countrymen, all that good stuff. And until I see you all next week, I will bid you adieu, and I will say as I do every day, take care of yourself, because you are all that you have. Peace.